Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Cupid's House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. 2 Corinthians 6, 4. But in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses. Verse 6. By pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned. Praise the Lord. I'm talking to you about love without hypocrisy. Part two. Scriptures we just read is Apostle Paul addressing the ingredient in the soup that will make a man of God authentic or approved as a minister of God. And that word minister there means a servant of God. On this day of love, we have to understand that the pureness of the definition of who a minister is must be applied in every area of our lives. Jesus said the greatest of you is a servant, is a minister. Who is a minister? A minister is a servant. One who serves sacrificially without any recourse to any form of reward. Service is the lifeline to their very existence. That it is existential for them to serve because their satisfaction, fulfillment is derived from the act of service. And it's upon this platform that Paul begins to mention a few things that any minister who will be approved of God should be able to incorporate into the journey of their service. And after mentioning all of that, he gets to verse 6 and talks about doing the service by the Holy Spirit and then also by love unfeigned. I want to extrapolate this love unfeigned for us to discuss today. When Paul said love unfeigned, what did he mean? What he meant is that love without hypocrisy. So love unfeigned is love that is pure, love that is in truth, love that is honest, love that can be called spiritual, is transparent, it's a love that doesn't hurt, it's a love that forbears. And it's a love that must not just be applied in church or in kingdom matters, but it should also be applied in the family settings. It's a love that should be applied in industry and ministry, if you were to summarize it. So this love unfeigned is having a pure motive in expressing your emotions, your spiritual content and matter, on the object of your love. So if God is the object of your love, I mean, I'm not reducing God to an object, but it's figurative expression. 
If God is the object of your love, you give him an unfeigned love. A love that is pure, that is holy, that is clear. Because with God, all motives are weighed. And so, when you come to our family settings today being a day of love, every partner, husband, wife, fiancé, fiance, should have an unfeigned love. A love that is devoid of hypocrisy. A love that is pure. A love whose motive is very clear. A love that is transparent, is open. A love that cannot hurt. Do you know that people start a relationship and they are deeply in love and when they are supposed to part ways, it doesn't hurt anyone? Not because they were bad partners, but because that love is pure. Look at verse number six. By pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness. If we take two of it, or three, if love is pure, if you say you love someone, and the person is not in the condition for you to continually love, when you are separating from that person, it shouldn't hurt you. If you say you love someone, and it's by knowledge, and that person, your continuous stay with that person, is going to worsen the plight of that person, or the case, or the development of that person, you have to be able to separate from that person and it shouldn't pain you because of knowledge. You can't tell me you love your children that are unborn and it's a pain for you to separate from the guy who loves you but is SS and you are AS. If you do that, that's an illiterate love. It's a love that is not educated. Because you can't profess love to an innocent child when everything is about how you feel. Because I'm leaving this guy who treats me well. And so I'm ready to sacrifice the life of an unborn child who is likely to be an SS because I say, I love you. That love is not an educated love. So if it's an educated love... That's why the word forbear is there. Long-suffering, forbearance, that you are able to forbear the emotional conundrum that you may find yourself with just for a future good. Because you don't want to bring out a child based on your decision that makes the child SS or puts the child's life in a, in a perpetual risk just because you wanted to satisfy your feelings of being treated well and all of that. So, we have seen pureness there. We have seen knowledge there. Love must be knowledgeable. Then we have seen the Holy Ghost there. So there is love that is also spiritual. And the love that is spiritual must combine everything that is up there plus the Holy Spirit. And when that is done, it will be in truth and will be in the realm of love on vain, love without hypocrisy. So to sometimes stick to things and people when it will cause greater damage in the future, that's a hypocritical love. Are you here? Is God talking to someone? Oh boy. I have not said anybody should divorce anyone. 
I just started from before marriage. Because you need to apply truth well. And the truth we are applying here is that the love you have for whoever you want to marry or you're already married to must be a love without hypocrisy. That means that the motive should be clear. The execution should be clear. The actions should be clear. In the first service, we learned that if the love is unfeigned, you must not be a mystery to be decoded. You must not be a puzzle to crack. You must be as simple as A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. We must not enter into space to discover what is in there for our benefit here. And I'm preaching. And when I'm preaching, it doesn't look like I'm preaching. But today is a day of love. If someone is with you and is struggling to know how to love you, your love is not straightforward. And the reason why it can be so is because we have not entered into a certain realm. So I want to mention some two things to you. Love that is without hypocrisy, number one, John 3, 35. Jesus said, the father loved the son. John 3, 35. Watch it. The father loved the son and has given all things into his hands. So you are the father. You are the one loving. Today we are looking at love from the one who is expressing the love on the object of love. So you are the one who says you are pure, you are holy, you are in love. So what is the requirement? You are the father, you are loving the son. You are the man, you are loving the lady. You are the lady, you are loving the man. Are, you, are, are we here? We are applying, we are applying scripture. Are you here for application? So you are the one loving, not the other person giving you love. You are the one loving. How can your love not be a hypocritical one? What does it take? The person who is trying to love, for them to give a love that is quality love, they must give all things to the object of their love. The father loved the son and has given all things into his hands. That means that if I say I love my wife, I should be willing to make her a co-hair of everything I have. All of mine is thine. Everything that is mine is yours. My heart is yours. Like the Bible said, it said that when you are married, the body of the man belongs to the woman. And the, and the body of the woman belongs to what? The man. Are you here? Are, are, we, are we together? So the lover must give all things to the lovey. And, and, and at this point, we can take um, a short break and ask some few questions. Number one, ask the person by your side, are you sure you are a true lover? Because we are true caller. So we have to know whether they are true lovers. If you say so, are you giving all things? Into the hand of your lovey. The lover 
must be generously sacrificial. It's a combination of words. That first of all, when the Lord said he loved us, he didn't give us things. He gave us himself. You cannot profess love to anybody and continue to be on your grounds that you love if the first thing you are giving that person is things. If the primary thing you are giving to your lover has to do with things, material things, that love is not love unfeigned. For God so loved the world that he gave himself. Greater love has no man than this, that a man gives his life to another man, to his friend. It's scripture. That for you to know that your love is not a hypocritical one. The first thing you are giving is yourself. The husband must give himself away to the wife. Yourself. The wife must give herself away to the husband. The father must give himself to the children. Love gives self first. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And the first thing the shepherd is giving is self. Not grass. Self first. Before grass. Say personality first before provision. We don't have time. The preaching has to be as temple so that we can quickly finish this thing. So if you are a father and what you are giving is school fees, bags, boots, shoes, blah, 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 and you are not there at PTA, you are not there where you have to show up for the children, you are not there for your wife and all of that, it is your person first. The person didn't marry your money, didn't marry your car, didn't marry whatever you could buy for them and can buy for them house in Trasaco without a lover around to enjoy that space. It's loneliness that is very, very evil. I'm saying something. You might think I'm not saying anything. But I'm saying something. I'm saying, and when I, I say give yourself, it is beyond sex with your body. It is beyond that. It's beyond that. It's beyond this flesh. Because there are times that mechanically the body becomes useless. Things fall apart. So God forbid if your husband is unwell or your wife is unwell. You will find out that giving yourself goes beyond the, the, the opportunity to have sex. You got to be there. You got to be there by the bedside. You got to be there running there and you have to. You, you see that you are willing to ground yourself. Even whilst you are moving. You have grounded yourself to be there. You see that you are moving and you are still there. You are conscious about giving the person succor. And it doesn't matter who is around. They want to feel that you are around. Their mother is there. Their siblings are there helping them. But you got to be there. 
person first before provision. And I have something simple and little to tell you. When provision precedes person, pain is inevitable. End result is pain. She is giving me money. He is giving me money and houses. But there is no emotional connection. There is no bonding. There is no communication. Hurt is the end result. Because the person begins to feel like you are commercializing them. The person begins to measure their worth in the provisions you are giving them. Thinking that in their own head, your thinking and definition of who they are is equal to that car. Is equal to that house. Is equal to that connection. Is equal to whatever money you are giving them. I give you the money and you should be okay. That's your value. That's your worth. When people begin to find out that your evaluation of them is equal to a particular quantum of money or a particular animate or inanimate something, the head begins to build up inside them. That's all he knows, to give money. But he's never there. Never thinks about me. All he thinks about is his business. He thinks about uh, his friends. It's his political career. All he thinks about is A, B, C. I don't know if I'm preaching. Do you think I'm preaching, Pastor? Do you think I should give you the mic? Person first. When person is on ground, little provision is very appreciated. But when much provision is on ground and there is no personality on the altar of love, everywhere is strange fire. Are you here? Yeah. That's why you can give the money for the food. But they will use it to cook food and serve it with a lot of love to someone who is building conversation with them. Your own money. You see that? They are serving the food with heart. With your money. They can sponsor a sugar boy. With your money. I'm saying something. You know church. We don't say things. But I'm just saying something to you. Brother I'm saying that the money you are giving to the woman. Can be the sponsorship money for the boy talking to the woman. Because you are never there. You are not offering yourself. And some people can be in the house. And they are still absent. All of us do it, but suffice to know that there, there can be communication, there can be connection, there can, that somebody can feel that he has a lover somewhere that he or she can run to emotionally or spiritually. If you are non-existent, love cannot be brewed. I'm feeling it. So the first thing, the lover gives the lovey, all things, all things, all your intelligence is on ground, all your care is on ground, all your money is on ground. Everything you have that makes you beautiful must be given to your lover. If love has to be without hypocrisy, got it? We're on the same page. Number two. Scripture here says that 
for love to be unfeigned or without hypocrisy, love must show all things. John 5.20 True love that is devoid of hypocrisy must show or reveal all things. John 5.20 Look at the scripture. For the father loved the son. And look at what the, the one who loves is doing. And showed him all things that himself doeth. Did I write it? The father says, I love the son. And therefore, the way to explain my love for you is that I show you all things that I am doing. Nothing hidden. And he will show him greater works than this. That ye may what? Marvel. So, the love that is not hypocritical is the love that doesn't hide anything. First of all, it doesn't withhold anything. And secondly, it doesn't hide anything. My wife should be able to know the things that are important that I'm doing. Your husband should be able to know the things that are important that you are doing. This is a very sensitive something that is very difficult for us to discuss in church. And please, when I begin to go into some of the dimensions, please, God should help me to speak well and God should help you to listen well. We all need the help of God today. The love cannot be pure if you are hiding things. The father loved the son. Therefore, he shows him all things that he doeth. Okay, there are things you are not doing, but if you are doing, let me know. It has to be known. Hey. And it's in the Bible. You see, that's why a Christian is different from an unbeliever. Because the Bible governs us. So, you are building a house somewhere for your mother, which is a legitimate thing you should do. Because before your wife came, your mother sold her cloth and went to fry and went into deep night. Too many things. She deserves a house. Your wife is not the first person who deserves a house. It is the people who have helped you to come to whatever you are or wherever you are who possibly deserves. So if you are a wife and some way, somehow... The building is coming in both of your names before it comes in the name of the mother. Thank God. But don't be in a position to stop it when it's coming in the name of the parent. That's witchcraft. Hey. That's not wife. That's knife. Knife in bread. I'm saying that whether the mother or the father is wealthy. By their investment, somebody has come to this level. And you honor your mother and your father first. So that you have the blessing of wellness and long life for you and your partner to now get things. It is okay. But in case the acquisition starts with you, both of you. Because possibly you are putting your resources together. 
and all of that to do it or whatever the dynamics may be. When there is time for family to be honored, don't fight it. Man should not fight a wife for doing something for his her people. And the woman should not fight the man for doing something for their people. Because people have got bills to pay for coming to where they have come to. You got it. Problem most of the time is that because of the sensitivities in a home, people hide it from their partner. And when it is discovered, it can blow up the family. So, when motive is pure, be bold to declare asset. I'm saying, I'm saying something. I'm just saying something. You got to just listen very carefully. Brother, you are a husband. You are helping some girls in church. Sometimes mention it to your wife. Sometimes. Sister. Because there's nothing wrong with helping sisters in church. People are in church and must be helped. So if you are in a position to help, sometimes mention it. Especially when the girls are the type your husband, your wife knows you like. Did you think I came here to say nothing? I came here to say something. Your wife knows your taste. You are likely to gravitate towards the people who are your taste. To see they are hurting and how you want to help. But you have no motive of going beyond your wife sexually. It's just help. Because where your heart is, your treasure will go. But you need to talk. You need to show. Praise the Lord. You need to show. Because if you don't show, one day, the girl you are helping will think it's a collaborative effort between the husband and the wife and will come and thank your wife for buying the fridge for her. The wife will receive it that, oh, <laughs> thank God, glory be to God, and all of that. But when she comes home, he will ask you, Uche, so you didn't pay the school fees. You went to buy fridge. Maybe the fridge you didn't buy. Maybe you have been working with one company and you have amassed some point. And you just went to collect the fridge based on that point. But because you didn't say. It can become a, it can, I'm just saying something. This message is dedicated to our I can't mess it up. Love without hypocrisy shows all things that, is, that are being done. What do I lose for telling my wife what she has to know? Or telling, and of course, I'll put a little caveat there. For those of you who are not married, until you cross the line to marry, there are some things that are not necessary to say. Not all your history must be told. Why don't I know? Why didn't you tell me? Because it, it was not at the time. I didn't think it would contribute anything to where we are going. But if your history has the tendency of making an impact in the relationship going forward, 
you have to come clear. When I was in the world, I did two abortions. The second one, there was a punctured hole on my womb. And the doctor said, I might not give birth. You want to marry me, you got to know. Because it possibly has the tendency of not making you. So that if the person is very rigid on having children, person can make an informed decision. But if you, you dated that one, dated that one, dated that one, that, that one is, is not, it's not interesting. It's, it's, not, it's not necessary. Who I dated is you are not doing an inventory of who somebody dated. But if you have a sexually transmitted disease and you think that it's incurable and you need to let the partner know, that person has to know. So what is important must be kept important. And please, when you discover some things, I'm going ahead of myself. Don't make trouble out of things that are not important because you think they are important to you. I want to find out how your fiancé who dated the bassist I mean, he, she dated the, the, the bassist. How does that have an impact on the marriage? Does it? Is it relevant? So when somebody tells you that, Abba, do you know that KB and Amata dated before? You say, eh. Then you come home. You say, but you, you dated KB, why have you not told me? But why should you be told? <laughs> but what would necessitate that kind of talking? Something has to necessitate it if it is not necessary. Uh-oh. No, no, if I'm, I'm wrong, you have to let me know. Or you should have a list. Maybe you want to do a census. Are you here? Assuming that person becomes the boss of your husband and is more treating your husband, you know that it's going beyond the professional lines. That one, you can let your husband know that, look, don't take it to heart. This guy, I left him, and he's found out that you have the woman that he wanted. And that's why he's meowing you small, but show sapumuncio and encourage yourself. And meander your way around. Do you please do? Are we are we on the same page? Okay. So, love shows all. My wife should know um, that you know. There's a lady that whose husband passed away, and we went to the house, and they were looking for certain document, and all the people who thought that they really knew the husband didn't think that the husband had such a document. But the lady, she knew where everything was. Where funeral. Um, policy was kids education policy was she was crying uh, once they were doing she just was I said I have remembered he told me to be here yeah 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 he went everything was there on ground fully so you are traveling some of us travel we don't even tell our spouses
Man, when you marry somebody, it's another level. <laughs> Please, are you here? It's another level. Come clear. That's a love that's clean. Come clear. So, a very true love shows all things. Things especially that are important, that are necessary, critical, crucial. Now, some of the reasons why women might be very okay to share everything with a man is because most women receive love from sharing. Men don't normally receive love from sharing. Men normally feel love by giving. So when a man is giving, a man can give, 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 give without saying a lot, but that's how they are expressing their love. A woman is interested in, oh, and then we are walking by the beach and holding your hand and we are talking. So a woman can even reminisce how we were sitting by the staircase and we were talking and she put the head by you and oh, and all of that. She likes it. But a man doesn't remember those moments. So that's why even on the sexual bed, you see that most women, I'm going into zone. The zone. I'm going there and staying there. Most women will love the touch of a husband without a sexual penetration. They, they will be fine. They, they, they like the kissing, the touching, the play, blah, blah, blah. But the brain of a man doesn't understand that. <laughs> that I'm touching the apple. I'm not eating the apple. Ha. What, what, what are you talking? Because in your head, the man is the hand that is operating. But they, no, when the hand is operating, the brain is sending signal to the waist. The waist wants to function also. If you are a human being, you will understand what I'm talking about. So when you are calling for touch, you are actually indirectly calling for eating. I'm saying something here. The way we operate, sometimes it can be a bit there, a bit somewhere. Something must happen to a man. Something must give. So you see that women love to share to express their love. That's why women can ask men questions. But I mean, I tell you everything that's in my heart. Why? Look at what Delilah said. I've told you all my heart. Why have you not told me what is in your heart, Samson? You know, for... <laughs> for Sami, for men, they, they can carry gate of the city for you to show that they are in love, but they say little. So a man should learn to say a bit more when you marry. It's a training that you learn to communicate, you learn to build conversation. Because women will naturally be flowing. And so when you don't flow to a certain level with them, it becomes problematic. And that's why men sometimes find it difficult to share. But aside the, 
the physiological limitations that sometimes men have inherently in sharing. Some things make it difficult, I'm addressing the men first, for men to share. For instance, and as I'm preaching, I know some people are asking questions. I can't share all my business with my wife. I can't share all my account details with my wife. Because, and I'll possibly categorize it in two or three reasons why it is so. One, because most women are investment averse. So when you tell them about the business you are doing, sometimes they don't have the heart for it. So you see that the men would love to enter the forest, go and hunt without telling you that they are hunters. So they have their hunting dress. They use it to hunt away from your eyes so that you don't even think that, hey, so my husband is in the bush hunting. (laughs) Then when they come out from the forest, they take off that dress and they wear a sweetheart's dress with a rose in their hand. Hello. I got the tie of an antelope for you. Where did you get it? Yeah, I got it from somewhere. I thought it was the somewhere will not come. Clear. Because you yourself, you don't, you don't want, you know, a lot, a lot of ladies can't stand if their husbands were boxers. Because when you watch boxers, you say, me, my husband cannot box, but maybe that's where we'll bring, that's where we'll bring you money. Maybe that's where the talent of the man is. But you don't have a heart for it. So you have to develop the heart for it. Well, business will have ups and downs. But most women will attach a lot of emotions to a business that's going downward momentarily. And that can become a whole lot of stress for the man because of the way you see that the woman is moody around as if the man is not intelligent. But why, why did you notice and you still put your money there? That is called risk. And business people are risky. Sometimes it works, and other times it doesn't work. When it doesn't work, they don't need the emotional bullet that makes you make them feel like, ah, but that was very stupid. But after all your prayer, this so did nothing tell you that don't go, blah blah. blah. Nothing told me I should go. That's why I went now. <laughs> so a woman must develop a business sense if you want certain conversations to be to progress in your direction. I'm saying something. Maybe you think I'm not saying anything. I'm saying because waking me, I'm not going to wake up at midnight because I lost some hundred thousand Ghana cities. But you can wake me up because that hundred thousand Ghana city is big money for you and your family. But for me, it's just one of those things in business. Don't trouble me when I'm asleep. So if you are going to trouble me, that's why somebody said, I know my wife. So you just tell all the assistants. This matter, if my wife hears, you are gone. Because the man also doesn't want to stress the woman. And so, it does, are, are you, Amanda, do you understand what I'm talking about? Your name starts with A. You have foremost understanding about what I'm talking about. Are you sure? So, one of the reasons why some things will never come to you especially some details will not be said to you, is because you have not developed the heart to appreciate the dynamics of what they are doing. And so they will save their lives by saving you or limiting the information from coming to you. Number two, 
most women don't ask intelligent questions. I'm just saying you are beautiful but your brain is ugly. We need beauty with brains. I need somebody who can strategize with me out and to navigate out of issues when they do come. I need a solution thinking wife. Please, are you here? Not an emotionally driven wife. So, when there is an issue, how do you see? What's your first point of um, um, intervention? Is it to create guilt? Is it to create foolishness for the man? Or what is it? So, let's say it's business. And uh, investment has become challenging. You see that sometimes a woman has a capacity to help in terms of the conversation, but their fixation will be on all the mistakes that were made or all the, the indicators that should have been seen that was not seen. And then you begin to, you see, the more you begin to exert your intelligence in a negative way, it becomes very, very insulting to the other party. So, you find out that in your intelligence, you'll be asking foolish questions. The man put 100,000 somewhere and lost it. And then he's come to tell you that, I've lost the money. I'm not, blah, blah, blah. He said, like, we are one dream. Like, did you not know? Can you imagine that the person lost under He's telling you that the thing is worrying him. You're asking if he knew or he didn't know. Would he, would he have put it there if he knew he was going to lose it? You have to be ask intelligent questions. If your emotions go ahead of your intelligence, some things will be hidden from you. Most men eh, who are half spiritual and half canal, if they are sure of the capacity of the wife to contain news, oh, a girl can be flirting with them in the office. They will come and say, this girl is just trying to draw me into the soup. You can tell the wife because they know the wife will not go and do shake it there. They go. They know the wife will not make it an issue. And I won't. So are you responding or what? What is it? The man came to tell you. You are already doing high jump. Okay, you to what signals are you giving the girl? Blah blah blah. Oh That's why the man will be managing it a man's way, and he will enter the pit. But a woman's way would have helped him to avoid a lot of things. But because normally your insecurity will go ahead of your intelligence, the man tries to manage it with his friends who are more spoiled than. Dangerous. A woman wants to run home and come and talk to my husband that this guy is hitting on me. But if she, she tells the husband and it will become a case when an issue arises you see that the man will be referring to that nonsense that she came to tell you so she now builds a capacity to deal with it herself please are you here 
I, please, are, are we on the same page at all? So, we, we, we have to tell somebody to grow up. It's not a matter of age. Tell somebody to grow up in your emotions. If you want love to be true, you gotta grow up. Yes. You have to. Some people have paranoia. They are prejudiced. Anything about the family of your spouse or friend, you have a problem with it. So some of the conversations won't come out. And the person who is withholding the information is thinking he's saving himself or herself and the home. I'm telling here right now, listen to me, my wife is here. If I'm building a house for my mother, I will build. If I have the capacity. I'll tell my wife, I want to build a house for this old woman who sold fish to take care of me. Um, Can we do it? She says, no, because we don't have a house. If I, I deem fit that she should have it before we, we have it. I will try and negotiate with her. If it's not going, 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 we should have some agreement in disagreement. Yes. So that some, some things, and that is where possibly at that point, a, a leadership decision will be taken. That, okay, at this point when we are at par, you have to give me the veto power. That's why somebody is ahead. But it will not be because I dishonored you by not discussing with you. And when that happens, don't be jumping around because somebody cannot tell you I'm building a house for my mother. And another year when they have not built for the nuclear family, they say I'm building another one in the city for my mother. That one, you can be jumping around. Hello? Because I assume that the mother is twice the age of the man or the woman. I mean, if your mom gave birth to you at 20, no matter your age, your parent will be twice your age. Two of us. Yes. If they gave birth to you, when they are 60, you are 30 or 29. That means they will go before you go. So they are closer to the grave before you and I. I mean, all other things being equal. God holding the earth in a proper balance. So, but we, we need to come to that point where we make information dissemination very, very simple without a burden and all of that to our spouses and our friends. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Right to information, right? <laughs> So some people hide. And when you hide and it's discovered, it can become a whole lot of problems. So on this day of love, I sometimes I list all the things I think my wife should know. And I start telling her one by one. One by one. You know, I have this account here. I have this thing. It's not like I'm going to die tomorrow. But God can actually, Jesus was 33 years. And I'm older than that. 
So if Jesus was redrawn at 33, any of us here can go anytime. Not because we died, God redrew us. Maybe he wants us to join the choir there. So it will be painful when there is so much there that your, your siblings know and your spouse doesn't know. Your, your spouse, your children, they are your direct responsibility. If they need to know for their sustenance or life to be easier for them, they need to know. Sometimes someone will pass away and the brother will come and fight the wife because the brother knows more than the wife. It shouldn't be so. I told Alfred is my brother. When we married, I told him and my senior brother, when, I mean, I don't know who will go first, but God, God have mercy on us. Any day I die, you people should not come to my house to lay claim on anything, anything you have. You will have it when I'm alive. If I didn't give you as I was alive, it's not in the will. Don't even come there. Don't come there. Don't even dream. Don't, don't come. If you were to have it, it, it will be given to you as I was alive. If when I die, forget. All of that is for my wife and my children. That's me. Think about yours. The Jews give inheritance when they are alive. So that when they die, there's no contestation. If I wanted to give you, I would have given you before I passed. You were not in my plans. That's, that's, that's why I didn't give you. Don't come and fight when I'm not there. You are not my child. You are somebody's child. Straightforward. That's me. No, because people either are not in a position to talk, right, blah, 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 or dead. And then they, there's a lot of problem. Because one brother feels some way. They can even throw away a husband or a wife and kids. And then blah, 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 blah. No, my, 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 my way, it will, it will not be like that. I think that even if you are a father and God blesses you with um, properties and you want to assign them to your children, you need to give them and supervise it before you pass. Oh boy, Solomon said, one of the confusions of a rich man is that he dies and wills things to his son. And he doesn't know whether the son will be wise or, or will be foolish. Just check it. If you do it whilst you are alive, you'll be able to ascertain their wisdom whilst you are alive. And if you give, you can redraw. Yes, because sometimes elderly child must be sustained by a younger one. Because the younger one is expressing more wisdom than the old boy. I don't know if I'm saying something here now. My street listing is coming inside. So you now take from this unfaithful one and add it to this one. I say that every month, you know, remit this one. This one because this one can manage it better than this foolish one. But if you died, you see that all, all your legacy will be wasted by a foolish boy. By your family should know. Your partner should know. Praise the Lord. True love must show all things that we are doing. Praise the Lord. You must show it. Tell somebody you must show it. 
And that is why the last point, you must marry a correct person. Your selector for who you marry must not be faulty. Check it. The reason why you will not be able to show all things is because what made you to select that person for marriage and for relationship was faulty. And when you select a wrong person, sharing becomes difficult. Because some women you don't share bank account with. That means the money is bent. Some men you don't share bank account with. That means the money is gone. Some couples you don't do joint account with. That, there is a couple in Cape Coast. The guy was behaving like a pastor, pastor, pastor. The wife, they joint account. The man just removed all the money with acrobatic backwards from the account, account, account. Now manipulated the lady to use her salary for a loan payment in advance. This guy started selling people's land and reselling many police problems for over eight years now. The lady doesn't collect any salary because it's always going into payment or something. We have to support him paying children's school fees. Meanwhile, she's gainfully employed and her salary could have taken care of the children. Some people, if you open joint account with them, you won't even be able to pay tight. You won't be able to give to God. They will fight you. They will, and most of the times, those people who fight don't contribute a lot to that account. So people must earn their faithfulness with money before they get exposure into certain levels. I'm saying, I'm, of course, pastors are afraid to say something, but I'm saying it. What do you mean? If you use all the money to buy bags and shoes, which are perishable, you are not knowing what the account you know is a miscellaneous account. Is is a is a kick and kick and kick and go account. But real account in dollars, pounds, euro, proper CDs? No. It's a one fifty thousand Ghana, it's a one thirty thousand Ghana, twenty thousand Ghana. Oh I, I come in ten thousand. And nunquan I'll be Thousand Ghana account now, because some people when they see into a certain level, they are madness for impulse shopping. Just you see that ideas is ideas are coming, ideas are coming. Whoa! Ideas, you, you shake the head, say, "Am I am I having bone straight or what am I having?" Double, double what? Double drawn. I need double drawn. You need double drawn. Donor hair. I need donor hair. What is wrong with you? Wealth is built over time. And so you need to prove yourself faithful with a little. Then Jesus told them, He said, There is more I have to show you, but you don't have the capacity to handle it. So I'm going. When the Spirit comes, He will take what is mine and He will give it to you. Some people don't have the capacity to handle certain level. And if you want to handle that level, you need to build that capacity. I'm telling you that. Your husband one day will slip the tongue. Your wife one day will slip the tongue. And share with you a business she is doing. 
your capacity will determine whether they will have tongue, slip, mouth, slip again or not. Yes. That's a matter. We need it. We need it. Hey. 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 Wow. It's a serious matter, Abby. But some people naturally won't tell you anything. They feel that is where their power is. You are weak. What are you? Can you tell somebody, ask somebody, are you weak? Sometimes the training is that you will tell the person and still restrain the person. That we have this money here, but we are not spending it. It's for the children's school. You can jump. You can die for the money you can somersault, the money will still be on ground. So we need both strength and softness to be able to express good love. That is why love is not always feeling. Love must be intelligent as well. And if you are not making the choice to love intelligently, knowledgeably, you will see that your skin will be detecting to you. Your circle of friends will be detecting to you. And if you are not careful, you will lose love. Because all your friends are wearing something. Some people even have a problem. How about why do you keep wearing the same dresses? Why? Is it by force that women should change dress? What we, why? why? Why are you compelled? Brother? Why are you compelled to be buying car, buying car, buying car? The rich men, they buy car once in a while. Most of the cars you see rich men driving. Sometimes in a business dash. Yes. Or a big man is a big man somewhere. He helps somebody to do something. They came to say thank you with a Bugatti. Then they say, oh, Mr. Francis Aubin has the latest Bugatti of $3 million. No, I didn't buy my car. I'm driving. Recently, yeah, two, three, two, three days ago, some organization abroad came to interview me on church growth. And then the head of the delegation I knew, I used to serve on Gaffer's board with that person. We were board members. He said, the last time I was in your church, you were telling your church members that they should buy the small car, what's the name? Like Tico type. Yes, but why are you driving this big car? I said, they dash me. The car is what? A dash. I didn't buy it. Maybe if I had the money, some other priorities would be ahead of buying such a car. But since they dash me, is it my fault? When you see somebody driving, you do you want to drive? It's free driving. The person who bought the car for me, the insurance alone was about $3,500 or $4,000. Insurance for a year. That calculation alone might be the reason why I will not buy that car. Because I, I, I need to attain to a certain level of financial freedom. 
And the person paid. And I know that second year, third year, I can't go to the person. So I need, there's a way that some things, when they dash you, you have to sell it. If, if you don't have what it is. So, don't, your eye follows everything. It's like blah, 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 blah. It's not intelligent. You see, some people wear nice dress, all you think is boutique. But they know where they pick it from. People know where they pick it from. I saw one this afternoon. The dress, I almost told my wife, this lady's dress is nice. But I know she didn't go to the standing boutique. She went to the bend-down boutique. You cannot worry your partner. And you have money, and I have not changed my wardrobe for three months. Three weddings. Three weddings. So they won't show you. They won't tell you this is there. Because you blow it. Some people never grow things. They blow things. Ask somebody, are you a grower or you a blower? Please, I want to know. I know it's just ask, ask somebody, brother, 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 grower or blower? Tell them it's better to be a grower than a blowee. Wow. People can worry you. People can. So you, you should have a balanced emotion. We know you are anointed, but you must be emotionally stable. Praise the Lord. The people that I'm friends with, they will tell you that I'm not a burden on anybody. Sometimes you even think I'm disconnected, but I'm highly connected. Spiritually. If I have to pray, I know I'm very disciplined and faithful with my prayer for the people that I have to pray for. But I don't always show up. Many of them keep questioning me why I don't continually show up. Because I don't know. There's a certain level of visibility that can be troublesome. So we need to balance things. And everyone needs balance. Especially if you're a pastor and people love you and they bless you. You can't give a certain non-verbal communication. Some people are opportunists. Hey. So your friend told you that oh, he got a contract of five million dollars. Nah, you see, he started, you were a pastor, you start prophesying how you saw him sowing a seed. And, uh, that's how they never get to discuss with you. They can give you the first one. But you won't have any. But if you waited in the long run, some 50,000, 100,000, 20,000 in the long run would have given you more than this your greed. Like all of us should grow. Tell somebody, grow, 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 grow. You see that the love can travel when we grow. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Have I said something here? All right, let's clap our hands and bless the Lord. So, brothers and sisters, my conclusion. 
whatever your spouse or your friend is into, trust God and build some level of capacity there. If they are into business, read your mind. Read to educate. There are many books in traffic that talks about what a top executive. You should know how they think, at least. How they handle things. Just read. Don't just be me. As for me, I came to wife. <laughs> wife? You came to be a wife? No. Read. You didn't. You, you are not a baby making machine. You are not a wife machine. You, you came to be a helpmate. And if you don't understand one or two, three lines about what they are doing, and you are just a street person, totally lay about what they are doing, you will cause trouble. And you will not feel love. Because the love that will be coming to you will be a managed love. So you need to build capacity. That's why you see the footballers, their wives, they, they follow the football. Hello? If, if he's paying, they follow. <laughs> if he's paying, they follow. Are you here? The business people, their wives, they try to follow, at least to build a conversation. Praise the Lord. They say, oh, you know, I'm a nurse. My husband is a businessman. If he's doing very, very well in business and he's covering all of you, it's not by force that you go and do business, so, but it's important you understand some things he's doing. And it will help you. Hello? Hi. Hey. Nice. Finally, solve your insecurity issues. Eh? Solve it. Most of times, the problem is not with your lover. The problem is you. You are insecure. So, where there is no problem, you create a reality of a problem. And you advance that reality uh, until it becomes a problem where there is no problem. Me talking to any lady in the night has nothing to do with me wanting the lady, me want whatever. If my wife is insecure, she can be insecure from now till thy kingdom come. Because based on the work I do, first of all, I need to establish my integrity as a pastor. That no matter my engagement with any female, I'm not crossing the line. The history must be clear. Hello? And in case you have a history that's a bad history, rewrite the history. And advance the rewriting of the history with more solid actions and clear motives. Or we will always judge you with where you fell. You need a good history to be trusted. Because when only a man you are entering some space. So I have been here with my wife. This is our 13th year. And I keep saying, if I ever kissed you, touch your breast, told you, meet me here, there, blah, 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 you can raise your hand any day, any time. 
Samuel said, if I've taken your sheep, if I've collected bribe, raise your hands. Integrity is important. Job said, your integrity will preserve you. So you need integrity for, for people to be settled around you. With that said, some people, whether you have integrity or you don't have integrity, they are sick, they are sick. Because they are dealing with you based on their own fear of experiences that have happened before. Somebody broke their heart. So even when you don't have the tendencies of breaking their heart, they are already arranging that for you. So you are not ready to break their heart, but they see that you are talking to somebody so much because somebody talked to somebody so much and broke their heart. You are not looking in that, that direction, but they're thinking, as I said, they're talking too much is the reason why this broken heart comes and then they will formulate it. Deal with it. You, if you need a counselor, go see the counselor. If you need to see pastor, see pastor. Sometimes the way you know that you are insecure is that you have compulsion. It's like you, you can't calm yourself down on something you are thinking about. Where is Akwesi? By now, I call Retaho. To my friend, you call Akwesi. Akwesi, where are you? He said, I'm at Holiday Inn. Eh. Then you call your friend who is uh, at the concierge. Have you seen Akwesi around? He said, yeah, yeah, he's having a meeting. You see that? What is in your head? It's not correct. Even though it's, it's telling you as if the spirit is telling you that it's with greater. But it's your insecurity that is sending signals to you. But when you are insecure, you still find a way to justify why you should be thinking like that. And you continue thinking like that until your insecurity make you destroy the relationship. So tell somebody, deal with it. Some people need to see some counselors to pour water on you to calm down. And in Africa, we don't think counseling is important. But I'm telling, take it from you. Take it to counseling. It's important to do you a lot more good than some of the things you are praying about. Some of the things is counseling that will clear for you, not prayer. And if you need counseling, just go for counseling. Because when you have a mind that is bad, you know. You tell yourself, as for me, I'm jealous. I have a je-. You don't have a jealous love. You have insecurity. That's what you have. And mostly it's a low self-esteem that's giving you that level of insecurity. You now begin to feel lady say, Lady, the lady has been talking to the lady is fine, pa. And in your mind, if the lady makes a move, you'll be discarded. It's in your mind, but the man has never thought it's not part of his plan. But you yourself, you are eliminating yourself. It's like a team bought a new striker. You then you substitute yourself that says you are the old striker, they bought a new striker, you are going to the bench. And so that's how you go on a gold drought, and then eventually they substitute you and bring the debutant and he starts scoring. But they really wanted somebody on a bench, they wanted a good bench, and then you decided to change yourself. You see that confidence will drop. You see that you'll be making mistakes. You see that. And the mistakes will now make other things start coming up. Why am I even preaching for long? Please, let's rise here.
You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 or 204 Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministry.